0: 7654321 You'll never have the secret stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Shh. What's up monkeys? Monkey Dan here and welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. This episode is going to be essentially a part 2 episode to that Micro show that was the episode previous to this one. And real quick before I dive in, I want to give a shout out to the Wild Man Natty C Ted, that's at Natty C Ted. He left a comment I really appreciated. He said, Your podcast is currently the only thing that keeps me going really cool monkey emojis and I'm going to start climbing. Thanks a bunch. So Natty, just want to say what's up to you, and yeah, hopefully you can get on some rock or even just get into a gym. Although I think uh getting in the climbing gyms might be a little bit more of a challenge now with the current state of the world. So any, any way you can get out there and uh, hopefully you can start climbing soon. So I appreciate the comments, guys. I appreciate you kind of sharing your thoughts and giving feedback and just, you know, kind of letting me know what stuff you'd like to hear about and what you like, what you don't like, or even just your kind of opinion or your reflection on a certain episode. So thanks so much for just a little comment there. gets me psyched and uh, makes me want to get on the mic even more. So, Diving in to what is becoming part two of Micro Masogi. So, yesterday, August 17th... Oh wait, that's not yesterday, two days ago. No, it was yesterday, the 17th. Gosh, I'm just mixed up on my dates, my time, everything. So, starting again. Yesterday, August 17th, my buddy Chris and I climbed the diamond on Long's Peak again via a different route and we approach, we, we actually did a really cool kind of, well, micro Masogi. So what we did was we hiked in on Sunday, August 16th. We hiked in in the afternoon. We hiked basically up to like 13,500 feet. It's called chasm view. It's this crazy little notch on the side of the mountain that you look across this, you know, 2000 foot, 2,500 foot drop down to a glacier, and the diamond is the east face of Longs Peak, and you're just you're standing right there. It's it's a really crazy spot to be. So we hiked up to this notch, and then we rappelled 500 feet down to a ledge at the base of the diamond called Broadway Ledge, which isn't really that broad. And we did this all with huge packs full of climbing gear, our bivy gear for the night, food for the next day and uh it was challenging so we rappelled down got to the ledge kind of just as it was getting dark it was like 7:30 and got to this it's it's called the Broadway Biv- bivouac cave or Broadway bivy cave but it's essentially like this little overhang at the base of the wall the diamond so pretty flat pretty good spot to sleep actually it was a very calm still night You're looking out east across the plain so you can see lights, which is, you know, it's. I'd honestly prefer to be looking across just a a pure wilderness, but it is kind of, it's just, it's a unique place to spend the night and just, you're so removed, you're so close, you can still see it. So that was awesome. Good shooting stars. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't sleep super well at that altitude. It's, you know, even though we live at... You know, 5,500 feet here in Colorado going up to 13,500 feet. Just my heart rate was pretty jacked. And I always get this kind of pre-climb or pre-big climb jitter. So, didn't sleep much Sunday night. But we got up at 4 a.m., got ready in the dark, and started climbing in the dark. We did the, it's actually the easiest route on the diamond. It's called the casual route. For anyone that knows anything about climbing, it's rated five ten. But it is definitely not casual, but uh, super fun and highly recommended. So, started climbing in the dark, which, you know, I'm always a little hesitant to do. But then once you actually start doing it, it's not that bad because you're in this little bubble of light. You have pretty good, you know, you can see quite well, especially if you have a good headlamp. And uh, you don't notice the exposure as much, which... It was always interesting to me. So I started climbing in the dark. The only downside is, especially when you're alpine climbing and it's a little more broken terrain, it's harder to tell exactly which way to go because you can't see the bigger picture. So it's a little slower starting in the dark. But what's really cool when you're up that high, you get an early sunrise. Just if you think about the angle of the sun rising, you're higher up. So you get a little bit of an early sunrise. So, you know, we started at 5 a.m. by five twenty, five thirty. You could see pretty much totally fine without a headlamp, so that was a huge help, but overall it went really well, you know, last week we got our asses kicked, I mean, it was just weird, I was felt so far out of my element, I just, I, uh, I kind of had this like, I want to go back and do it better, so picked a little bit easier line, which, you know, that was just what had to happen to get it done this way. So we actually there's there's not much else really remarkable about it except that, you know, we slept on this crazy ledge way up in the side of a mountain. Started climbing in the dark early. The the climbing itself went quite well, pretty easy overall. No hiccups. Went smooth, got to we didn't actually top out the mountain this time because there was weather coming in. And last year, man, we got caught in a storm. And that, it's just so terrifying. Again, when you're up that high in this high alpine cirque, when the lightning and thunder goes off, it's just like it shakes your soul, man. And uh, I, I'm sure it's going to happen again. But I really am trying hard to avoid getting caught out in these storms. You're just, you're so exposed out there. And it's just it's terrifying. It truly is. It's a terrifying experience. And you're just, there's nothing you can do. So we got down, I think we finished the route at like 1030, 11 in the morning. And then we were, you, you repel the face, which that was actually the scariest part. You know, it's a dead vertical or overhanging wall. So you top out on this ledge and then you repel back down to Broadway ledge, which is where we spent the night. Then we did a few more rappels back to the glacier and then hiked out on a trail. So, you know, nine rappels on a really vertical face was, uh, that definitely got my heartbeat, my heart rate up because basically you, so you set up your ropes, you rappel down the rope to an anchor, which is essentially these bolts drilled into the side of the mountain. And they're, they're strong. They're legit. Assuming, whoever put them in, put them in correctly, but it's not like, you know, it's not like there's anyone up there checking them to make sure they're, they're good to go. You kind of got to make sure, you know, okay, this looks solid. And then essentially what you do is you get to the end of the rope, clip into these bolts, and then you're just, you're hanging off the side of this wall, just in a total sea of granite. And, uh, then your partner comes down and then you pull the ropes, thread them through these rings that are attached to the bolts and then you repeat the process. So. You know, if your rope gets stuck or something, it just creates a huge <sighs> adventure, for lack of a better word, which you really don't want to be doing at that point. You know, with weather moving in, and you know, if you get stuck out there, there's not really self service. There are other climbers up there, typically during the summer, but man, like, if you lost your ropes or you know, just something weird happened, that would not be a fun place to hang out for a long time. So. We got down luckily, no problem. And uh, it's just it's always the feeling of relief you get. It's so much fun climbing and being high and exposed like that. I love it, but there's also this feeling you get when you get back to flat ground and it's just you can finally relax for just that second. It's a very special feeling. It's like I know I, I noticed this last week. It's I'm, I'm so tense the whole time up there, just. You're on this high alert that again, as soon as you get back to flat ground, it's just like this one second you get to kind of, and then, and then the, (laughs) then the tension comes back a few minutes later for some other reason. But it's, uh, I've always noticed, man, there's all these different things like, you know, for lack of a better word, you kind of have to suffer to get to these feelings of that true relaxation and just calmness and peace of mind you know i think yoga is a great example you know you do this hard intense especially power yoga maybe hot yoga it's not super comfortable it's even painful it's hard you're struggling but then you get to the end and the uh shavasana where you kind of just get to relax and lay there for a second you gotta you gotta earn that You you can never just get there on its own or at least i don't really see how that would make sense. So it's been the same thing with these misogy micro misogy and just adventure lifestyle. You know, it's, um, it's not always necessarily, I don't want to say fun in the moment, but you do these things and it makes coming back or at least that moment of relaxation that much better. So I mentioned this last week, but I would really encourage anyone listening to just, you know, don't be afraid to push your limits and maybe set a big goal that you're not sure that you're able to even do. And then you get to have a little bit of fun and even some adventure finding out. So this is our fourth time up in that Longs Peak Diamond area this summer. The first two times we failed hard. And, you know, the first reason was first time we went up there, there was ice falling off the side of the mountain. The second time, we just got a super late start and it just, you know, it did not make, we didn't want to be on the wall overnight essentially. And then third time we were able to successfully make it up. And then this last uh, yesterday was our fourth time up there, which we were again successful. So summer of 2020, 50% success rate, you know, that's uh, I would put that as at least a micro Misogi status. So I was thinking about this, I posted some of the pictures on my personal Instagram account, which is at monkey Dan, all, all one word spelled the monkey way, M O N K I I Dan. But I did a little post just with some pictures and I was just reflecting back on the last year, you know, I just turned 35 and I still feel, I remember my dad telling me this, that even though, you know, I can't remember how old he was at the time, maybe early 50s but early 50s or early 60s but it's like yeah I still feel like 18 in my head you know and I definitely I don't know if I feel 18 but I feel like maybe somewhere between 22 and 25 and it's I don't know I always thought growing up that as you got older you would be different but I just I'm still just me and I've certainly changed over the years and think differently about certain things and sure I'm a lot different than I was 22 or 25, but I still in my head, I'm just, I don't know. I feel like that's just where I'm at. So it's, it's always, I just like to reflect back on that and gosh, where has the time gone? So anyhow, I also want to mention that, you know, having the business and now two kids, it has severely limited adventure time, which that's, <laughs> I want to be, uh, definitely politically correct till I say this, but you know, sometimes I just, I, I, get, I honestly, I just, I get bummed. I can't get out as much, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you wouldn't give up obviously having two girls, an awesome wife, uh, a business that, I love to run and interact with wild monkeys like probably people listening to this. So there's a lot of stuff I would never trade, but there's always that kind of FOMO, like, oh, man, must be nice to be able to do all that stuff. So what I was going to say, though, and just in reflecting, it's like I kind of recalibrated my expectations, so I'm not... I guess I'm being honest to myself about, you know, I just, I can't do as much as I used to, and that's okay, but I'm still able to set these big goals, which lead to these smaller little adventures of getting out, you know, whether it's locally or even, you know, maybe a bigger trip to prepare for this ultimate goal. And I think in the past, I, I really took things like personally like you know i remember the first time i tried to climb el cap like you know we bailed about halfway up the route and i had to think about that for a year and it just kind of just ate away at me or just it was kind of like this thing poking me in the side all year long and it was really motivating in a way but also just you know it created like this angst whereas i think now these goals i'm trying to set or at least these um i'm trying to be more intentional about it and just you know, still set goals, still have these big dreams and objectives, but also, I don't know, not take it. I don't think seriously is the right word, but maybe don't take it as personally or let it identify me as much as maybe I used to. So I guess, you know, I'm going into these things, maybe being okay with knowing that, well, it might not be successful and that's okay. And that's kind of the point, which, you know, Again, bringing it back to the Misogi, that's the whole point of the Misogi. It's to push the boundaries and kind of find that point where you grow and you learn. So, you know, it's just, again, trying to reflect and just live this examined life, which I got that from Yvonne Chenard. I can't remember the exact quote, but he was saying something about how, you know, you should always living an examined life is really one of the most important things. You know, you should, you know, constantly be, well, maybe that's not true. Let me, let's take a step back. I don't think I need to be micro or would I suggest that anyone kind of micro-analyze their every action or every thought they've ever had. But I do definitely think that taking a step back, whether it's a vacation your birthday, a holiday, whatever it is, take that time. It's important to regularly take that time to reflect on where you've been, where you've been, where you're going, and kind of compare that to your values and your goals. So I think there's a nuanced way to think about that examined life. But I always, I really just appreciated that thought. And, you know, the birthday has always been kind of a good time to look back at that as well as the new year. But you know, the whole new year resolution thing is, I don't know. I'm not, again, it's a good time I think to reflect and you know, if it's, if it does work for you as a catalyst for change, then by all means go for it. But you know, I think a a random Tuesday morning in October is also a great time to make a drastic change if you need to in your life. So do what works for you. But Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Live Wild or Die podcast. I'm working on some more guests, so we'll get some more interview, interviews going. And send your questions our way, info at monkey.co. And gosh, there's all these podcast platforms now. So if there's a certain platform that you love, also let me know, and we can try and get the podcast on that. Lastly, a we would be... Widely appreciative if you could leave review really helps just spread the good word of the wild and uh, get more monkeys grow the monkey family so yeah if you can take the time leave a five star review maybe a few sentences of what you like and uh, yeah we really appreciate that so thank you again for everyone to tuning in I'll see you out there monkey on